Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Well, hello and welcome to Spin the Rally Pod. It's a pre-rally of Portugal. Spin the Rally Pod, and this time... I suppose it's a spin light, David. It's just me and you. It is. It's a diet spin. <laughs> it's quite a nice little analogy, isn't it? That whole concept of diet is quite yeah, alien yeah, to It's something we talk about rather a lot, but do very little. very little off. But there we are. Rally of Portugal, David. Well, we're here, aren't we? We're in Portugal. We're in the lovely, lovely town of Porto, which is home for Rally Portugal these days. It always was traditionally, wasn't it, until we went to the Algarve for a little while. Yeah. We're back actually, in Porto. We're actually in Foz. Are we? I think so, yeah. Was said, that's what it said on the sign. Okay. Near our house. We're in a dirtfish house, which is absolutely fabulous. It is fabulous. On the banks of the river... Douro. Douro. We can see the river Douro. We can almost see the old town of Porto. We can see the Atlantic Ocean. And if we walk out of our front door and walk 100 metres to the right, we can also see Saturday Night Super Special, which is called Porto Foz. Which we came across this evening. We didn't actually realise until we, we drove along the seafront, literally. And we'll be able to hear the cars from our lovely balcony on top of the house as well. It's going to be an exciting week, David. Let, let's start mm. off really by giving our listeners just an overview of the rally because... Well, let's start by saying it's the first time we've been on gravel since Rally Sardinia last year, 220-odd days, two-thirds of a year mm. since we were on gravel. That's, that's a long, long break, longer than I can certainly remember in, in recent history. Absolutely. I mean, ordinarily, you'd have looked from early to mid-November, Rally GB. Remember Rally GB? Good I'm fiddling days. with my knobs here, David. So, I'm really sorry. You look very concerned <laughs> when I start fiddling with my knobs. Yeah, is that, here's is that, the thing. Here's is that thing, red guys. light supposed to be on? Well, no, it's not. I'm going to turn it down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. You know, when David does his test, 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 one, two, one, two, one, two, he's got a lovely, big, booming voice. We kick off the podcast and he's like a little quiet. Sorry, should mouse. I talk louder? No, she's talking normally. Will you stop fiddling then? I'll stop fiddling. Right. So, as I was saying, sorry. Um, we'd usually go from early November. Rally GB to Mexico, Mexico. March, yeah. which is November, December, January, February. Mm. That's four months. Four months. Well, that's so a third of a more. year. Yeah. We're twice we're, as long as that. We're eight months. It, long time since we were on gravel. So it's, it's going to be interesting. I don't think it'll take any of the drivers uh, an awful long time to get into things this week. I think they'll, they'll, they'll be reveling being back on gravel. There's no question about that. They've all done a, done a, they've done a pre-event test. Some have even done some testing in the new 2022 cars. They have. No, they haven't. Well, they have. Well, no, they haven't. Well, they've tested with the hybrid units, haven't but they? But only seen... Hannonen's driven the... Well, who the drove design? the Hyundai? Yeah, but that wasn't... Oh. Who drove the M Sport car? None of the drivers that are driving this Matthew. weekend. Matthew Wilson drove right. the M Sport car. Yeah, okay. Who well, did was... drive the Hyundai? I thought it was Tanak. 
That's a very good question. I thought it was time. Can we get Mr. Adamo right? on the line? Can we get Mr. Adamo? Phone right. him now. Phone him and ask him. Go on. While I'm, while I'm going through. Phone, send him a text. No, I'm, send him, I, send I him a text now while I'm going to tell no, our listeners. I'm not send him a text. No, I'm not because you tell me never to have the phone on because it'll interfere with Just, that. that that's on video. Interfe- no, no, no. Okay. All right. All right. You don't want to send Mr. Adamo a text. <laughs> have you fallen out with him? I will send him a text. Right, just right. tell him. Now, so what I'll tell you, while David's sending a text to Andrea, just to confirm who was in that car at the pre-event, not the pre-event test, it was the first outing for the Hyundai, the 2022 car in the south of France. Well, do you know what? With these cars that we're seeing, we've seen, obviously, images of various cars testing. I don't know if they're anything like what we're going to see next year. Yes, the hybrid system will be the same, the running gear will be more or less the same, but what we're seeing on the externals, I doubt very, very much that that's anything close to what we'll be seeing next year. As David taps away, I'm also going to give you a little bit of information about this event. Do you know this is the longest rally that we've had since Rally Germany 2019, David? it's good it's good to see us returning yes we had to have shortened formats particularly when we returned in estonia last year we were shortened formats really at the start of this year but this one's a proper chunky rally i think perhaps just it's maybe worth just explaining briefly why some of those shorter formats came because you know events like estonia uh, monza were organized almost at the last sardinia. minute sardinia sort of less so so i don't think it was a little bit longer but certainly the new events the estonia the monza yeah the arctic at the start of this year they were they were new events and they were essentially they were conceived really very quickly weren't they within yeah. six weeks eight weeks something like that so it, it was much more straightforward to put together a a <laughs> two day a beep, beep from your phone is that our friend the boss yeah what's he said what's i'm he... not i'm not really sure I, we should really check if, if we should be allowed to say that. Oh, I'm going to put my glasses on. Are we allowed to say that? Ooh. Oh, no, I don't know. What? Can I say it? Should, no, 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 I'm just saying, should we say it? You said it. Were we allowed Oops. to say that? Been in the 2022 car. As well. As Tanak. Yeah. Wow. We, with these sort of things, we should prepare, Cole, before. This is why I said we shouldn't have texted him, because now we've talked about that whole thing. Should, maybe we should have to... Do you think we should delete that bit? I think, I think we'll put a beep over that. Beep. To, yeah. Just a note to Lisa. Note to Lisa, who's our lovely editor. That name that we were just talking about. Yeah, because Lisa beep won't it. forget, will she? No, she never forgets. She never forgets, things. Things. She never forgets. that are going to embarrass us. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's, let's get into the rally, David. Let's yes. talk about really what to expect this weekend. Uh, as I say, it's a long rally. It's a good, chunky rally. We've got two defining days. <laughs> you know, every day has got something to look at. The opening day, you know, we've got the Argonial stage. We've got really quite... Uh, uh, quite a challenge because it's a shortish day, 100 kilometres, but there's no service. Yeah, there's tire a tire zone in Argonil. A tire zone in Argonil. Now, uh, let's talk about the road conditions, David. We've been out today, we've had a look. What do you think? What do you think we're going to see out there tomorrow morning? It, it's almost impossible to say, isn't it? Because if it rains heavily overnight, and you're about to check the weather, aren't you? Well, I am. I am we, going to check my weather because we, I don't think it is. The forecast I've been looking at says rain Saturday So we're now going to base the rest of this podcast around 
AccuWeather or something, are we? Yeah, no, it's good AccuWeather. It's good. Don't you worry Is about it? that. Ooh, no, so no, I, no, I genuinely, no, I do. No, I, I no, think that, no, it, that would have a big bearing on it. So tell us, Colin, what's the weather going to do? Well, let me check something else. But while you just talk about what we've seen out there today. What we've seen is actually t- real divergence of, of conditions. You know, in mm-hmm. certain sections of Argonil, for example, it was incredibly smooth. We think that these were the sections that they use for taking the trucks up to the wind farm. They are. They are. Well, basically what happened, though, because we, we had the route the from the 1980 company. Argonil stage, which yeah. is the stage that Walter Roll did those incredible heroics on. And it was used throughout the 80s, 70s. 70s and 80s. And, and at yeah. times, the route that we had deviated from the road that we were on, which is yeah. this year's stage, and what it is, it's where, you know, it's been too rough that stage and, and they've cut, as they've put these wind farms up mm. to get these massive trucks with the wind turbines on them, they've had to cut new sections of road mm. around some of this really nice gnarly wide stuff. Roads as well. And, and you know, it's, it's really lovely and smooth, isn't it, in places? Mm. And it's almost over-prepared in places. But I reckon if that gets really wet, it's almost like clay base, isn't it? Well, I'm going to give you an update on the weather. I'm going to give you an update. So there is a 40% chance of a shower tomorrow in Porto. Arganil is how far south of Porto? Arganil Were you paying attention when I was driving today? Two hours. It's a long way. South. It's an hour, 100 kilometers. 100 kilometers. So it's, it's different weather we conditions. Very slowly so the weather forecast for tomorrow in Arganil is a little overcast, but no rain. No rain in Arganil. The rain that might come this weekend could come Saturday afternoon on the Okay, stages. in that case, it will clean. It will clean, and Sebastian Ogier will struggle, I would imagine, on the first loop. There was, in certain sections, particularly out some of the slower junctions, just after the recce, there was a huge amount of loose mm. coming up. Mm. Um, so he'll, he'll lose time under braking and coming out of those those tighter sections. So you've got to be looking down, further down the running order towards someone like Danny Sordo. What's that face all about? Oh, it's the rain. It's the rain. I'm checking the forecast. You're absolutely right. We do have to look. Let's stick with Friday. I'm going to talk about Saturday later on. Don't you look at my... You're going to get all dramatic about the weather. I was going to get dramatic about the weather. Not very often, does it? It really doesn't (laughs) happen often. Um, Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. We have seen a lot of rain in this region last week and early this week, but it's been dry since. It doesn't matter, though. I mean, 26, 27 degrees today. Windy up on the top. But that clay is still damp. It retains... It was bone dry. It was... Honestly, you should see your face right now. You are looking a lot like a beetroot. So it was the, so hot. The, the, section, the, where, the section where you were doing a piece to camera and we were there for 45 minutes. <laughs> it was a very complicated piece to camera. <laughs> it was a very complicated piece to camera, but that bit of road actually looked damp. I had a plenty of time to study it, David. Shut up. I think that's probably... Actually, you'd actually, you'd, I was going to say, you'd just been to the loo then. No, but I agree with you. Listen... You know, there's an issue. There's an issue with tyres this weekend and that the uh, drivers only have eight soft tyres. Now, if Sebastian Ogier had a free tyre choice and he didn't have to think about which tyres he was going to use for the rest of the weekend, tomorrow morning he would go out on softs. There's no question about it. The soft compound with the loose that we're going to see out there for the first 50 kilometres would be the tyre to go with, even although the temperature will get up reasonably quickly and there are some already abrasive state sections in the stage, he would go with a soft. It's not a, it's not a huge amount of distance, is it? It's not a huge a distance, but, but he needs to think. This forecast for Saturday stages, which are slightly to the north, and then Sunday stages are rain. Are rain. And remember, the chunky stages come Saturday, yeah, 80 kilometer stage. loops, yeah. 80 kilometer loops. So he's got a choice to make. And it, you know, the, the logical 
thinking tells us Ogier will go out first thing Friday morning with soft compounds. I wouldn't be surprised to see him thinking, I can't afford but to, it's a, to destroy you know, it, for. It, it, it's such a difficult one, isn't it? Because what do you do? Mm. Do you gamble on the weather, really delivering on Saturday? Yes. Do you, do you save your softs? You might Saturday? save your softs and then and not then use it, them. And then there's no rain. Isn't yeah. It? You know, that rain already, when we landed here, the rain was forecast for Friday. Now it's moved back to Saturday. Will it deliver on Saturday? You're going to look a bit of a chump, aren't you, if you go out on hearts? But like morning. I'm looking at a little bit of a chump now as I try to study the map just to check. Yeah, we are going north. We are yeah, we going are going north on Saturday and On Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is a gamble. And, and do you know what? Ogier, Ogier has always insisted on the very best weather cruise. Mm-hmm. Remember when he went to M Sport in that first year? Yeah. M Sport M-Sport had quite an interesting weather crew previous years, and it served the purpose. But Ogier said, nope, not good enough. David, what are you I'm doing? I'm changing seat. What, they're exactly the same seats. No, that one was squeaky. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, you, I okay. couldn't move. So when Ogier went to M Sport, he insisted on Meteo Français yeah. coming with him, and a team from Meteo Français, and they turn up with the most unbelievable kit mm. to tell you radars telling you when the forecast when the rain's and mm. to within literally a couple of minutes they can tell you when the rain's coming uh, I'm not sure whether he has that at Toyota it wouldn't surprise me if he has that I'm sure level he, of, of course, information you know his 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 desire to deliver the best information and the best intel mm. is not going to have no uh, I agree uh, I agree but it's going to be a massive gamble for him. It's going to, does he hold on to those softs for that big chunky day on Saturday and potentially a big, big day on Sunday? I think Sunday is going to be wet from the forecast I've but, seen. You know, if this, this, this is the crucial thing is we don't know yet. We don't know much about the hard compound. We don't know much about the gravel. No, that's about true. Any, either of Pirelli's gravel compounds because we haven't seen them yet. Absolutely. Um, but the one thing that we, we do know is that the hard tyre is pretty rock hard you know it's very very durable uh touch wood it's puncture proof you know this is a tire that was was born and bought up essentially on some of the the roughest and hottest roads in sardinia wasn't it that's mm-hmm. where they did a lot of their running in, in the heat of the summer you mm-hmm. know last year 40 degrees plus in mm-hmm. in the middle of sardinia with mickelson yeah so that hard tire will it will get through pretty much anything here you know even if it went up to 30 degrees which it's not going to but that, you, you look like you're... Might do. Uh, well, 20, did it really get up to 27, 27 degrees? It's, it's what it yes. said on the car. It's 27 degrees today. So potentially, you know, tomorrow, it, that hard tire could work mm. all day. No, but not, you, not first thing. Not no, first thing, David. It's, it's not, it's not going to work first thing when you've it's got... It's not because you've got stages car, at 8 o'clock in the morning. But it's not, that's not so much the issue. The issue is the first car on the road when you've got that loose that gravel. Soft. You yeah. sit on the top. You yeah. don't get the heat into the tyres. And yeah. you, you can imagine that hard and it's, it's, it's just not gripping into anything. But if you were Sordo, what would you take tomorrow morning? I think Sordo will go out on hards. I think there's there's almost no question or you'll cross over hards and softs. Mm. He's got the slightly easier choice. The road will be cleaned. It'll be abrasive. We know that Arganil, particularly so the third stage in the loop, is quite abrasive in places. He can be fairly confident that he will get some heat into those tyres and they will work mm. well, I think, certainly through Arganil and probably through the first couple of stages of the rally. It's an easier decision for Sordo. You know, the big, the big decision for Ogier is use the softs when he needs them tomorrow morning or hold on to them when there may be a chance of this weather coming yeah. later on in the weekend. It's going to be interesting. So I, I, what I think is going to happen on the opening morning, I think Ogier and Nouvelle will hemorrhage times. I think the guys that will pick up the time, clearly Danny Sordo, he's led here 
quite a number of times mm. going into Saturday stages. But where does it stop? Where do you draw the line? Where does that that hemorrhaging of time stop? Is it is it Elvin? You know, Elvin's third on the road. Then we've got Rovenpera, Then Tanak. Yeah, Rovenpera and Tanak, I think, are in good positions. Good. But positions. you see, the issue for them is that in these really soft areas, this is traditionally the issue in in Portugal, is that there will be some big rocks embedded mm. just underneath the surface that the first two or three cars will dig out. Yeah. And they're sometimes right on the line. And when you're committed, yeah. there's nothing you can do. We've seen it time and again where yeah. drivers have come into a corner absolutely on the line. There's a huge rock there. Bang. There's a, a steering arm gone or, or a drive and, shaft. And, you know, the speeds they're doing in, in these roads, and some of them are narrow as well. You know, there isn't, there isn't a lot of hazard avoidance option, is no. there, in places? It's but it's very... not. You know, your, your, your routes, your, your, sorry, your routes, your pace notes are designed to take you on the fastest possible yeah. line through that corner. Not the, the almost the quickest line, just in case, leaving a bit of margin, just in case there's a rock there. It's always, everything is pushed to the absolute maximum, isn't it? It is, it is. So, yeah, you know what? I, I think, I think the, the, the decisions about tyre choices tomorrow morning get easier the further down the field you go. There's no but question it, about that. There's not. I think very quickly what we should, you know, you need to, to consider. Every, there's a the really interesting story at every turn, isn't it, with... Ogier leading the championship. So let's go team by team. Ogier leading the championship. Elvin chasing that first win of the year. Came very close. Needs to get over that psychological Fastest thing. Irrelevant. But needs to get over that. Well, what thank you for there? that, David Evans. <laughs> needs, we, we're pretty sure that there's some shenanigans going on with tyres from, from Shakedown. So yeah. let's not pay too much attention to that. But Elvin had, the, you know, lost Croatia by such a narrow margin. Needs to come out here and beat Ogier. Irrelevant. Okay. Kelly Rompera <laughs> had quite a big accident. Oof. We spent quite a lot of time looking at that shunt in. You can in, have a look at that video on Dirt Fisher's YouTube channel. Needs to rebuild his confidence. Great place. He's done this event a few times before. Would be a really good event to rebuild that confidence, potentially in a good place on the road. So great story there. Muta Hyundai. Thierry, what does he do? You know, yesterday he said, didn't he, that he's finished third on every round and people are saying, oh, when are you going to win one? He's quite right when he said, Tell you what, I'll finish third on every round of this championship, all 12 rounds, and I'll be champion. And he will. Of course he will. So now he's balancing this this need for consistency to just stay somewhere on the podium with the desire to win a rally. You know where? Uh, do you know what? There's one thing that's guaranteed in life. Uh -huh. If you keep doing the same thing, day in, day out, week in, week out, year in, year out, you're going to end up with the same results. You're going to end up with the same results. It's just, but if it, he, if it happens. He, it happens, you know. You, you, if you want a different result, you have to change what you're doing. Yeah, but does and he, does he right. want a different result? Yes, he point. does want a different result. No, no, no. I but I'm talking about his championship challenge. He's been the bridesmaid so many times in the championship. What is it? Four or five times he's been runner-up in the championship. Yeah. So he needs to change something. He's changed his co-driver. Okay, that wasn't a decision that he made, but he's changed his co-driver. Maybe, as you say, he has changed his approach. I'm going to and do a little bit of research while you're... It's not, it's not a push to win every rally for Thierry Neuville. He, he knows now how to construct a championship challenge. Mm. And, you know, finishing every rally on the podium, as you've pointed out, could well be enough to take him to the title this year. I, there's, there's no question that if he, if he is performing at a level where he is, he is on that podium every event, David... It will come. It will come his way. The win will come to him. That is for sure. Um, mm. But you're quite right. He does have a decision to make here. He's he's got. A, a See, I'm not so sure. I I I should just. What were you doing? Make then? the point. I was just having a quick look at 
how many points were scored in 2019 by the championship winner, which of course was Oik Tanak. He's, he won the championship with 263 points. In how many rallies? In 13 rallies. So, third, third, 20.25 points a rally. Third, yeah, third place on 12 rallies would deliver Thierry Neville 180 points. And then, and then if he won every power stage, that's another 60. Yeah, it's still it's two forty. He's yeah. not going to win every power stage. No, he's not. So, well, he hasn't. He hasn't so, so I think far. What, Thierry, take this. We're doing this de- this detailed analysis for you. You need to start winning rallies if you want the championship. Yeah, but Third place the better one be to look back at. Look back at twenty seventeen, because twenty seventeen yeah, yeah. there were seven or eight drivers won yeah. rallies that year, and okay, I think yeah, we're going to see that three, again this year. I think yeah. we're going to see that this year. I think we're going to see Neville win rallies. I think we're going to see Rovan Pera win a rally this year, Evans yep. win a rally. I think there will be four or five drivers will win rallies this year, maybe six drivers. Mm. And what does that mean? It means we haven't got one or two drivers dominating, winning and accumulating massive numbers of points. Mm. So uh, again, it's it's different strategies when you, you sum up how the season's going. You know, 2017, third on every rally would have won you the championship. I guarantee you it would have won you the championship. It I've would. said that. Someone's going to come back to me now and say, no, it wouldn't have. We've worked it out. <laughs> but... It- that's all very interesting, but keeping this sort of team by team analysis, <laughs> it's not irre- irrelevant. <laughs> Tanak, you know, staying in in Hyundai, Tanak, you know, fourth it was one of the most difficult performances I've seen from from him for a long time, and just, you know, he just sat back and took the points, couldn't make the car work no. as he wanted it to in Croatia. How does he bounce back? I think he will bounce back in the most ferocious fashion here. I think he'll be absolutely on the money from the word I go. Like that ferocious fashion. Like that. He'll he'll be right there. He'll be right there pushing See, for a second of the year. What do you I'm make? I'm still going no, no, to no, this team by team thing. Are you making a point? Uh, sort of. Go on, finish the point. Well, no, it's quite a long point because then we've got Danny Sordo who hasn't driven on gravel for. No, but I'm talking about Tanak before you move on to gravel to gravel and to Sordo. I want to talk about Tanak, and I want to ask okay. you what you made of Tanak's comments after he signed the contract, and that's happened between Croatia and here. Mm. Lorio was brought into Hyundai. And he basically said, 2022, new car, new start. And I thought, shh, almost swore there. I thought, my goodness me, he's writing off 2021 already. No, I don't think so. The championship challenge is still there for Tanner. Of course it is. And you listen to, or you look at the, the effort that's been put in by Hyundai since this time last year, you know, the, the number of extra events they've done, the number of developments that, that they've bought, They've used every joker. You know, they, they, that car has developed tremendously, hasn't it? Since. Well, I know it has, but, but I, I, I still, still feel that he's not, he's not comfortable with that car. Is that just on tarmac? Well, you know, in previous seasons, no. you'd have said, well, tarmac, there's only a couple of tarmac runs. You know, there's we, four we have, or five. This yeah, year, we've got there? three towards the end of the year that could easily decide these, this year's championship. We've got Ypres, which will suit Neuville down to the ground, and yeah. we know he can work that car. We've got Spain, and we've got Japan at yeah. the end of the year. And... There is there, there is more to come from that car on on tarmac. Okay, we let's wait that. and see. And, yeah, let's move on. Uh, I, I Sordo. so rudely interrupted Danny Sordo, your point. Who, who won the last round of the World Championship on gravel? Well, it was Sardinia, as I pointed out, two hundred and twenty odd days ago. Was who? Well, it was Danny Sordo, second win in a row in Sardinia. Yeah, jumped into the water in Alghero. He won't be doing that this <laughs> year. No jumping in the water in. Albia. I wouldn't like to jump I in the water. I actually think he Albia. was very brave jumping in the water in, mm. in Algeria because it was October. It was quite chilly, wasn't it? It was very chilly. It yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. So, but again, another great story. Mm. Just to see Sordo back and 
Can he win here? Can he, he absolutely can win here because he's, as we've said before, you know, it's quite cl- it's closer to home actually geographically here mm. than uh, Catalonia. I think it must be. Yeah, yeah well, he's in the north, sort of isn't he? North he's he's, he's not far home, isn't far at all from here. East for a bit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. so, and and he's always talked of this almost as a home round. Gets a lot of fans coming. Right. Are people I, I'm going to ask you a question again here. Uh, I believe so. I believe so. It's in Europe. I think there's free travel still in Europe, isn't it? Across the borders in parts of Europe. I, I might be know. wrong. I might be wrong. Yeah. Don't um, take that as red if you're a Spanish fan. No, about to no, make no, 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 no. I get into enough trouble as it is, David. I don't want to be blamed for a Spanish invasion. I love Danny Sordo, and I genuinely believe that Sordo right now is in the best place he has been in his career. He is happy with his mm. programme, really happy with his driving, and I genuinely feel his driving is as good as it has been at any point in his career. I think he's an all-round driver who understands how to get the best out of his car. But Sordo's Achilles heel has always been changeable, changeable surfaces. Conditions. Changeable grip conditions. Changeable levels. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's full wet... Sordo knows how to deal with that. If it's full dry, he knows how to deal with it. If we get changeable grip out there, which is very possible, particularly on yeah. Saturday, with for me, that's why I would question Sordo winning this one. I think if it was forecast to be completely dry all weekend, I'd put five euros on Sordo winning. Mm. I think the forecast on Saturday makes me a little nervous mm. of Danny Sordo's chances of winning this one. But you never know, because if it's... Bone dry tomorrow. He could he could end tomorrow with a really big advantage, and then huge suddenly, advantage. You know he's managing a 30, 40, 50 second gap. Mm. I think that's unlikely. Let's move on to M Sport. Adrian Formo, Gus Greensmith. Have we? What have we done? We've done high on Diane Toyota, have we? We haven't done Takasan. We have exactly. That's why I was Takasan. Is he going to end this run of sixth places and move up to fifth or fourth? I think he could. I, I know you're saying that clearly. Shakedown was irrelevant, but he had a good run in Shakedown. <laughs> he had a good run in Shakedown. Should we be surprised now at Takamoto-san's level of performance? No, because he does have good experience. He's done this event a few times. He's got the sublime co-driving talents of Dan Barrett next to him. So he's found some consistency this year. Three yeah. sixth-place finishes. And some speed but don't well. forget, don't forget he had an awful run on gravel. He had that big crash. Sardinia. Well, but before that, he had that big crash in... Uh, Estonia. Estonia and then two was it two crashes then <laughs> yeah you know you had that massive one across the top on that final stage yeah. it wasn't the power stage Sassari. was it but it was the first running of the, the no it was the first running of the power stage yeah, that lovely was Sassari, one wasn't it? was it, 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 it was the one that goes down to Argentiere Sassari Argentiere yeah. it's called yeah, yeah. Um, can he put that behind him has he put that behind him Takamoto-san will that be in the back of his mind the fact that he's built this consistency at the start of this year but he's yet to I face the gravel challenge I, I think you will have, yeah. You think so? Absolutely. What, what can we expect from him then? Fifth. Yeah. Fourth. Or sixth. Fourth. Fourth. I'm going fourth for Takasan really? this weekend. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's good. Write it down. It's good. Write it down. I'll write that down. Sort of to win Takasan fourth. And on to M Sport. On to M Sport. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Huge. I mean, massively encouraging, wasn't it, from Formo in Croatia? How much you what can we Green expect? Smith, come on. You know, yeah, let's, let's give him a little yeah. bit of credit where it's due. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I think it was a massively encouraging team performance mm. from M Sport. I think what we saw was a really good debut from that new engine. Yeah. Uh, as well as clearly a driver in Formo who has potential, mm. real potential. He showed that potential. And uh, I'll put my hand up, I'll be honest. I didn't expect it from him. I, he didn't set my world on fire 
you know, he, in the R5 car. Yeah. He just didn't. I, I just, he didn't, he didn't do an awful lot. He was good. He was quick at times, but he didn't, you know, when we saw the likes of Ogier in the past, when we saw clearly Rov and Perla in the past, what we're seeing from Solberg now, um, I was going to say, we didn't, we didn't see, we didn't see all of that from Fermo in his R5 days. But my goodness me, we saw it in, in Croatia. In Croatia. Those, oh, those, those stages where he was, what, second quickest on two yeah. stages? Uh, it made you think, hang on, I, I've maybe not given this kid enough mm. enough credit. Mm. And and it did, you're dead right. It did overshadow a real step from Gus as well. Yeah. I think Chris Patterson in the car, it, yeah. it all worked. And there were times when with Gus, you could see the body language and everything. Things had clicked for yeah. him. Uh, and so much of this is about confidence. He comes here. This is one of, I think this is Gus's favorite event of the year. So I would expect to see Gus ahead of Formo here. I think Formo will struggle here um, just because he's not driven this, you know, there's, there's a world of difference, isn't there? Mm. You know, he, he understands perhaps the car a bit more on tarmac. And having said that, he's got good experience on, on gravel. But I think to bring a world car here is, is, is harder, especially when you're fighting against drivers who understand the roads, they understand the, the way that the road will evolve into the second pass, and they'll, they'll have a much clearer idea, even though they've never used these tyres before, of a tyre strategy. I, um, I totally agree with you. And I, I, think, I think it'll be a struggle for him to get close to the sort of performance we saw mm. in Croatia. Maybe not, maybe not in terms of the result, but certainly in terms of the stage times, I'd be surprised to see him setting second quickest. But really encouraging, really encouraging for yeah. M Sport. Um, how frustrating must it be for, do you think, Timo Sunanen? Because he, you know, Sunanen is one of those drivers who has a chance of a seat next year at M Sport, and there are quite a number. But he needs to get in that car and prove himself. Now, he will be back in that world car He's later back on in, in the year. Sardinia. Back in Sardinia. Um, you know, but. but is he frustrated? Is it, is it? I spoke to him after Croatia. He was incredibly pragmatic. Talked yeah. a lot about the fact that you know it's being in an in a right now in your career. If you're in a rally two car, it's of course it's always the end of the world because you always want to be in a world rally car. But Tamey made a very good point that looking towards next year when the rally one cars come and they've got no centre diff, less advanced front and rear differentials, less much less aero. Uh, five-speed gearbox, sequential box. That's essentially an R, a, a Rally 2 car, isn't it? So he's taking experience. Well, we can still call uh, it an R5 car, can't we? What are they? We've got, we've got a couple of Rally 2s out there now, have we? No, they're all Rally 2s. It's Rally 1s that you're thinking about. Is it? Yeah, they're all right. Rally 2s. Are they? Okay. Yeah, we, we've been through this, Colin. Have we been through it, David? <laughs> <laughs> it's getting quite late now. Oh, jeez. Um, Fair enough. So, so he, was, he was reasonably relaxed, and he also understands that the... The, the key thing for him is to be on the event, to absolutely keep that experience going and to keep... But keep even do, more key than that is when he gets that chance in that car, he has to show us he can do but this it. This is my... Yeah, totally. He but has this, to. Is, this is a little bit my issue that one of the things that I want to write and maybe take in your opinion, Cole, on this is, is it the right thing to do where, you know, we've seen what Andrea Adamo is doing with Hyundai in terms of that third seat. He is doing the best thing for Hyundai. He is because you know when, he's, when he yeah when he's rotating yeah. the likes of Breen and Sordo, he's giving them inherently the best place on the road for that event, isn't he? We've yeah. seen it here, Sordo for manufacturer here, points, but, uh, totally. But is he hindering Craig Breen's and Danny? You know, less so Danny Sordo's career. Much of it is now behind him. But someone like Breen, you know, has a good career ahead of him. 
is he hindering him? Because he's not giving him the chance. Of course to, he is. Of course he is. Of course so, he is. And this is the issue. You know, historically, we've seen this all the way back to whenever, you know, Skoda ran, Mitsubishi both, you know, in the early noughties, ran these programs with the likes of Christian Solberg and all Skoda, of these different Skoda, and the, the, you know, did the same, didn't they, with the yeah. old rally car. We, we yeah. saw Yanni Passan and various exactly. others. Exactly, all of the these. And, and the minute they get in the car, it's like, wow, here's my opportunity. Watch this. And they're off within a couple of stages. And that's not happened with Hyundai. Why hasn't that happened? I think because Adami's kept a very, very tight rein on them. And he's made it very clear what, what he expects from them and where he expects them to finish. But, you know, this uh, is quite a convoluted point. But to bring it back to Sunanen in Sardinia, does he get in that car thinking, crikey, I've gone really well here. I've led this event. You know, remember that And Sardinia year, is massively punishing to cars. You know, we've seen Prokop. Okay, it was a super special stage. But, you know, we've seen on particularly that Friday morning in Sardinia in the past, mm. you know, guys who we wouldn't expect Hannanen up there in the top three. I think Prokop was up in the top two or three. But fourth, you remember maybe. that really tricky, slippery stage last year, the first stage yeah. that we drove through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Temu was unbelievably quick through, through there the cork trees through the yeah. cork farm yeah As- astonishing five, so, five six seconds six and then the year before he was he was second mm. overall to, to sort of so he David, knows I'll, I'll he can you. go so how does where is his mindset when he gets in that car he thinks i can win this and i can absolutely show the world i think he has to i think he's got no choice but I think he, he has there's to. a real risk to that strategy uh, or is there maybe there's not because so, emsport has nothing if to he lose. doesn't get this seat next year his top line career is over it is. It is. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a point. He's at a point in his career where he's had the dice in his hand and he's been mm. shaking the dice up to now. Mm. He's been shaking them. And it, nothing, Stop he's not, he's not, he's not showing us anything. You know, the dice will be thrown mm. in Sardinia for Temo Sunarin. And if he comes up with a double six, he moves into that car next mm. year. If he comes up with a double one, off mm. you go. It's at that point in his career. I was just going to ask you, you you are sitting in Malcolm Wilson's office mm. in that lovely office behind that lovely beautiful. desk. Beautiful, beautiful view out the window. Who do you sign for next year? I was going to ask you that, but actually, let's not because we've gone on quite long enough. No, no, maybe no. That's I'm going to tell podcast. you now. I'm going to tell you now before you? because before someone else comes up with a strategy. But I'm going to tell you what I do if I'm Malcolm Wilson because I don't want anyone else. This is about it. rotating driving Correct. again. <laughs> Correct. It is 100. Yeah. percent I don't think there is available to Malcolm Wilson someone who can fight for the title next year. A genuine driver, other than other than the obvious, obviously Sebastian Ogier. Elvin Evans. He is not available. Technically, he is available. He is not available. Elvin Evans is going absolutely nowhere. He's available. He is going nowhere. He's available. He's going nowhere. You know that as much as well as I do. He's, he's available. He's going nowhere. <laughs> so, let's take Evans out of the mix and let's just assume that Ogier will, will retire. He, yeah. he may not. I think that's a big assumption, by the way. I think there's every chance. Ogier and Malcolm have a fantastic relationship. So who? So take them out of the mix. Uh-huh. There's no one. There's no one that can win him the driver's title. Uh-huh. There are drivers out there who can win him rallies. Yeah. So I think the focus will change. And I think the focus will be to target rallies. And I think I would be looking at the Adamo model. Because Adamo has given... Lappy, Sunanen, Mickelson. Breen as well into that mix. Mm. Maybe even Hayden Padden. I'm not writing off Hayden Padden. You know, I would put someone, Breen, Monte Carlo. He's got a chance. Anyone's got a chance in Monte Carlo. I would put him into, Breen into Sweden because he goes very well in Lappie Sweden. And, Sweden. And, and, well, Breen and Lappie in Sweden. Yeah. I would then bring in Mickelson for the first gravel rally of the year mm. who will start at the back. And yeah. if it's, if it's Mo- Mexico, he's got every chance of winning. Absolutely. You know, and give him the next two. Then bring in your third driver mm. for the third gravel rally of the year. Target 
wins strategically and don't target championships next year. Now, Malcolm Wilson is such a competitor, he will find it very difficult to accept that. He will find it difficult to accept that he can't fight for a driver's or a manufacturer's title and that he has to just target wins. Well, if he's, if he's me, got drivers winning regularly, he's going to be building those maybe, manufacturer maybe, points. Maybe, yes. So he could be winning. Do you know be. what I think is happening right is now? That, is that as, quite a good strategy? As, as John Steele back in Dovenby Hall in Cockermouth is listening to this, I think he's actually taking off that M. Wilson nameplate on the door and I think he's putting Colin Clark up there. You asked me if I was sitting <laughs> in his position and I have sat at that table. That's other side remarkable. No, but I, I honestly think it's getting to the point where that is perhaps a consideration that he has to look at as a strategic approach to winning rallies as mm. opposed to a strategic approach to winning championships yep. next no, year. I, I quite so agree. Let's it wait is. and see. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. But David, but just, we have before we go, just before we go, we do need to talk very quickly about WRC2. Go ahead. Obviously, we are missing our great friend Andreas Mickelson here, uh, who is not COVID very well positive. With, with coronavirus. Good we wish chap. him absolutely all the best for a very swift recovery. He's a young, he's, fit, he's an healthy lad. He's an athlete, he's an athlete. and as he, he said, he he's got back. a bit, yeah. bit of a sore throat, a little bit of a yeah. sniffly nose, a bit of yeah, a temperature, he'll be back. but he's fine. So who else is there? You know, there is Esapek Alapi, there's Ryazin, there's everybody, Ostberg. Oliver Solberg out for the first time, Sooner, scoring points. Sooner than, as you've already mentioned. Yeah. It's, it is Chris Ingram. It's had a good time in shakedown. It's Irrelevant. So, and even that chap, the football fella. Vilash Boas. What's his first name? Andre. Andre. Andre Vilash. Vilash Andrea Vilash Boas. And who did he? Tottenham Hotspur, didn't he? Was he? And Benfica or something, or Porto, I can't remember. Might have been a boy from here. He seemed but, like a very nice man. But a boy that's been a, a young man, a young man, younger than me and you anyway. Young man. Um, young man. He's <laughs> <laughs> been, a, been a, a fan of rallying all his career. But he has said, Vilas Bosch, that his uh, his future in rallying is in cross-country. He's a huge cross-country fan. Is he? Yeah. So I was never a fan me. of cross-country. I No, no, but I love cross-country rallying. I have you to do, say, you, I do, do really do love it. it. Uh, but yeah, uh, WRC2 is really really difficult to predict never ever write off Mads Osberg also man super super competitive field in WRC3 and we even have the juniors here it's a proper full house isn't it's a feast it? David Evans it's an absolute talking about feast, feast. talking about hungry. feast our table's booked for 8.15 yeah we need to get out well, how do you reckon Gary's getting on with our editing upstairs let's hope he's getting on very very yeah, well and yeah. very very quickly folks listen uh, really is going to be a wonderful weekend here in Portugal thank you just, very much just before we go no 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 blah 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 shut up but look out the window what's happening out there, Cole. What is happening? Reasonable point, David Evans. That is a reasonable point. While we were upstairs doing our video, which you can see as well on dirtfish.com, beautiful blue skies. It is clouding over. You're absolutely right. There's a weather change. You can't see any sky. That's 100% cloud cover. It's very days. high, very light cloud, but he is correct. It is 100% yep. cloud cover. Uh, folks, thank you very much. Don't forget, you know, stick with us, dirtfish.com. Uh, we will have videos, we will have analysis, we will have the very best written pieces from the world's best rally journalist, who is... Uh, yeah, that man opposite me, David Evans. Uh, Dirtfish.com. very kind of you, Cole. It, 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 listen, you are, you are look, far too... We, we, we really should pay tribute to our superb colleagues as well. The likes of Luke Barry and, and all of our friends. All yeah, of but but this, this is the way you create a team. A great winning team is you put the very best person in place and you put the hungry, young, keen pups underneath Have you been talking to that Vilash Vilash Boash? I have. I have <laughs> been talking tactics with Vilash Boash. Um, <laughs> you do, and that's exactly what we're doing. You're quite right. You know, it's, it's, it's David that leads our journalistic side of things. He is our, what are you, our chief... 
Uh, your title? Lisa always gets it right. I get it wrong. Senior staff writer. Senior staff writer. Hungry yeah. senior staff writer. Right Still now. as hungry as ever. I can test You should have seen the plate of food he ate last night. Uh, <laughs> 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 Folks, as I say, stick with us. Dirtfish.com is the place to be for all the action, all the drama as it unfolds here at the Rally of Portugal. Thank you.